Good morning, America. Welcome to EK Thinks. Uh, hey, let's... Well, we have a non-American listeners. Wake up... What did I say? You said... I think you said wake up, America. Good morning. Earth. Ladies and gentlemen of Earth. <laughs> And welcome to EK Thinks. And Kayla's creepy voice. Yep, creepy voice is Kayla. I'm Ethan, the voice of reason. Mm, Debatable. And welcome to this week's episode. We we apologize. We did not put out an episode last week. I'm sure many of you are basing your your lives at this point around a Tuesday morning podcast. Yes, and... It's my fault because I had a test. Yeah, we, we got a little busy with school, a little carried away with the careers and all that jazz. So actually, I think I'm not going to use that phrase anymore. All that jazz. Why are we dissing jazz? Jazz is sweet. Is that supposed to be a diss? They're just saying all this, all the stuff. Yeah. I just felt. All the jazz. I felt derogatory as I said it. But speaking of jazz, we watched soul from pixar oh that was so good so so cute that was a good movie we saw Um, recommend 10 out of 10 made me cry yeah we're on a disney plus spree so we (laughs) finished the mandalorian we love it um we started wandavision which is Um, amazing yeah literally get anxiety every time i watch it which to some people does not sound fun but it's a good yeah, it's a good it's, type of anxiety. It's not what I thought it would be. No. Very well done. We recommend. Bravo. We're not being sponsored by Disney yet, but maybe if we keep promoting them, they'll sponsor us. <laughs> they'll have to. You're in a creepy mood tonight, aren't you? <laughs> I guess so. It's late. Well. Or it's early because when they watch this. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to watch this because it's a podcast. But. They can watch the seconds tick away. Yeah. Who doesn't love that, especially, especially now? So our our guest today, I said our first guest, our only guest. Our guest today is Lane Wilson, and she is a comedian, and she is good at what she does. She's funny. She is very funny. She let us know first off before the interview that she was a little tipsy, and <laughs> I might... I, I don't know. I don't know if I would have noticed, but she was fun. Um, had a good conversation with her about her stand-up stuff that she does. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, I do have to make a public apology, though, before yeah. the podcast starts. PSA. So, in the podcast, I talk about my mom, and I say something that came off way ruder than I meant it to be. So... My mom is. So the phrase that was said was we're talking about giving feedback and hearing feedback from people that care about you because they're more likely to give you honest feedback and they know you better. And so that was kind of the context. And then the phrase was we were talking about. Kayla getting feedback from myself and from Kayla's mom. 
And my mom just tells me how it is. That's what I meant. I said that she was brutally honest. But my, there's nothing brutal about my mom. My mom is just little and sweet. And yeah. she raised me. And so she knows she knows my worth. And so she doesn't let me settle. And she lets me know that. She's mm-hmm. just very honest, which is not a bad thing. But it came off way rude. And I did not mean it that way. Yeah, compared to Ethan, who is not honest. I Ethan is sure. honest. He just... No, he, but we talked about it. He just like this. tiptoes around it. Instead of being like, Kayla, that was dumb. My mom would be like, Kayla, that was dumb. And I'd be like, you're right. Ethan's like. Maybe that's honey. not smart. No, you would have been like, like, what'd you say? Oh, like I am very feisty. I, if you can't tell, I have a very feisty personality. And Ethan just feist. goes, well, I would just say that you're passionate. And my mom's like, no, you're freaking feisty. <laughs> so both are not bad. And I'm sorry that it came off. I'm sorry, mom, that I was so mean in yeah. this podcast. We just didn't want to tarnish um, Christina's reputation as a mother or anything she was else a she great might mom. do. She's my best friend. And I'm sorry. She still is a great mom. <laughs> that was after the past. So, yeah, thanks for letting us have that on public service announcement speaking of public service announcements um be sure and follow us on instagram the cat the tagline that's not the right word our bi- mm. our username hashtag no what's our username not username hashtag but... get dog no oh that was inappropriate <laughs> it's not what we stand for here <clears throat> i would like to make another <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh handle that's the word i was looking for handle our handle is at ek thinks and we'll do better at one making sure we put out a weekly podcast like we've um like we're under contract to and two we in case we for some reason aren't able to we'll post on there our excuses why um be sure and follow that too, because we're gonna do some polls. We're gonna start a a, a TikTok account. And no, <laughs> no TikTok. It's I'll, called TikTok. Oh my gosh, gotcha. Ethan! I'll believe it when I see it. No, I know what TikTok Kayla is. Kayla is going to be running that. I'm not on it yet. No, actually, I, I'm not going to be on it, but I'm going to be. I on will be. It. It's gonna be run by Kayla. I'll be there. So you can count on. I'll be back. Hi. Quality with a K. Because K. But that also or is Kayla like spelled koala. the Q? Quality. Quality. Quality time with Quila. Speaking of quality. Why don't you laugh at my jokes anymore? <laughs> Maybe right, this, just, just finish. Maybe just this finish. needs to be a video so they can see your face. Finish, finish the episode. <laughs> Come here. Transition. Come here. Come here. I made a dang good joke. Okay, so Ethan has left, and now I have to finish this podcast. So what he was going to say, because I can read his mind, I know his every move. Speaking of quality, here is our podcast with Lane Wilson. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Thank you.
All righty. Good, good night. Wait, good morning. Or good evening. <laughs> good evening. That's the one I was looking for. But thank you, Lane, for joining us. I'm happy to be here. This is fun. Yeah, we're, we've really, we did a, an, another comedy episode last month and it was a lot of fun. Like you guys are just easy to have conversations with and, and you're funny. And so, so it's the perfect combination. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, you know, it's, you know, we're a family of prima donnas used to center stage and willing to fight for it. So it's, you yes. know, perfect. Any qu- nothing is out of the, nothing is out of order. <laughs> right. So how has it been kind of with COVID? Well, I've only done one, um, one Zoom um, comedy and it was a comedy um, a festival. Uh, I, there was a, uh, it was AMG Comedy Festival and it was from Facebook, kind of like how I, I saw you guys off of, I think uh, Ethan Displaced Comics. Mm-hmm. And there was um, AMG Comedy Festival, and I thought, well, why not submit uh, one of my my bits and see what happens? And I was selected, and that was on Tuesday, and um, it was three nights, I think probably 21, 22 comics each night, and then you went on to the next stage, and um I did my thing on Tuesday night and I was really surprised because it was a lot of really good comics. Comics that have, uh, that are getting paid for their, for their bits. Um, so I, I felt like, why did they pick me? <laughs> why am I here? I them, you know, this, this one comic, my, my, my last bit where every joke landed and I thought, well, why, you know, what's it going to, how's it going to hurt? What, how's that? And, and it, but I, I, like I said, I did not move on to the, the, the next round. I got a participation trophy. I oh. was so happy about all of that. And, but that's, that's about the only thing I've done. So COVID has left me wanting. And the last time I ever went on stage was February of last year. So um if, if I appear needy, that's absolutely how I feel right now. I, I just, I want, I want to, to do some comedy. I want to be funny. I want people to laugh. And if you talk to any comics, they will say, there's no better feeling than making people laugh. Oh, so yeah. that's, that's, that's where I am right now. And it's like, okay, I've waited a year. It's clear it's going to be another six or seven months before we're out there. So I'm going to, that's why, that's why I'm looking into the whole Zoom issue right now. Right. Just trying to get out there. Yeah. Well, that sounds tough, but at least they're, I don't know, like (laughs) something, something, yeah. Technology is better now. (laughs) So where are you from? Originally I'm from Austin, Texas. Uh And that was, um, uh, you know, I moved to Austin in 1974 when I was 16, and then we moved to uh, the around the Greenville area of South Carolina in 2006. And uh, I will say that the comedy uh, in Austin around in in the, the the early to mid 80s was really astounding. I don't know. Have either one of you heard of Bill Hicks? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think so. No. 
you need to look into that because he is the most famous comic that nobody has heard of. Mm-hmm. And um, the first time I saw him was in 1983 at a comedy workshop in Austin, Texas. And he opened for Jay Leno and he was funnier than Jay Leno. Than Jay Leno. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. And it was, it was one of those kind of moments where, wow, this, this is, you know, it's attainable. Because here's this kid from Houston, Texas that's getting up there and he's opening for Jay Leno and he's funnier than Jay Leno. So, uh-huh. um, uh, so he's, he's some, someone to follow and someone to look at. And, um, and I did consider open mic comedy in the, when I was in my 20s, but I wasn't funny. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't pull together five minutes for an open mic. So uh-huh. things just kind of went on the, you know, I stopped, I stopped right. and life happened, of course, and all kinds of experiences and everything. And, um, you know, if you don't mind me going on and on and on and on, it, oh no, probably <laughs> when it was in 2018 and there was a series of uh, events, family events that were happening. And um, we've all had, we've all had stuff happen to us and it's frustrating, but when you get, for me, it was like, okay, it's not frustrating anymore. It's dark. Uh And I thought I need to, I need to do something to pull myself out of this dark. And so I would just write down things that I thought were funny, things that happened during the day, things that um, I remembered from my past that were, that were funny. And I would write them down. And uh, after a couple of weeks, I looked at them and I thought, you know what? So, and again, I was, I had just turned 60 years old uh-huh. and, and, and I thought, you know, this is, this is funny. I'm, I'm looking at this and this is funny now. It wasn't funny when I was in my twenties, but it's funny now. Right. And so I, I would just kind of look at that and probably what put me over the edge thinking, okay, I can do comedy was I was, um, one of the issues was a person who was a hoarder. And um, if you've ever tried to wrestle 10 pairs of white stretch pants out of an old woman's arms, it's harder than you think. (laughs) I could imagine. (laughs) Yes, yes. And so I came home and I started looking at everything. I just started throwing shit out, you know? Um, I was like, no, I'm not gonna be like her. I'm not gonna be that woman. And I just started throwing everything out and I came across a little box and it had, I opened it up and had 25 years worth of receipts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm looking at that and, and I'm thinking, you know, Kmart's not going to take that radio back. Yeah. <laughs> so I just started emptying it and I came across a little, a um, fortune from a fortune cookie 25 years ago. Well, actually it's 27 years ago now. And it said, the world is a great comedy to your sense of humor. Oh, here it is. Wow. And I thought, you know what? That's kind of God's way of saying, you know what? I want you to be a foul mouth comic. So (laughs) I started, that was, so that was in July of 2018. I did my first stand up in 2019. 
okay. uh, June, January of 2019 in Greenville, South Carolina, and at a place called Comedy Zone. And um, the worst thing possible happened. Oh, no. No, people laughed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the best thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, so you get up there and you do your, your very first stand-up. And it's a total success. And, mm. I, you know, I... So I went back a second week, the very second week, and I'm, I have all my friends with me and, you know, it was, people kind of laughed. Yeah. And here, here was the, where I made my mistake is I thought I had to do an entirely new bit. So uh-huh. I did something the first time and I did an entirely new bit the second time. And I did an entirely new bit the third time. And you don't do that. You work on that. This is what I've learned. You work on your first bit and if they laughed at it, then you can build from that. And people, that makes sense. You know, if they laugh, they're going to work, they're going to laugh more. It's just a question of timing and, and cleaning it up a little bit. And, right. um, but so the, the, like I said, the second time people laughed, the third time, nobody laughed. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was, like I say, it was a new bit. So I did some, I kind of stepped back. And, you know, in the same vein as this, oh, that, you know, my God <laughs> telling me about the, <laughs> with the, the um, fortune cookie, I saw a, an autobiography about Joan Rivers, right? Uh-huh. And she spent 10 years and nobody laughed at her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I you know, I thought, well, okay, okay, I'm going to try again. And uh, I spoke to some other comics got some feedback from them again in Greenville, South Carolina, and things just started building from there. And, um, they, you know, you get feedback, um, you, you learn from, from your audience uh-huh. And um, you don't always want to blame your audience, <laughs> yeah. but sometimes it is the audience. And yeah. uh, Ethan, one of the questions you asked was, when was my worst? Yeah, we want to know, like, have you had like a majorly embarrassing, just like terrible experience? Do we have time? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was, a again, I... My, my home base is Comedy Zone in Greenville. But there was an, a new venue that was having an open mic. And um, none of the, com- I mean, it was new. So none of the comics had been here. We didn't been there. We didn't know what to expect. And um, it was a, a sports bar. And I'm thinking, okay, 20, 30 somethings, you know, it's a sports bar. And millennials love nothing more than to laugh at the greatest generation and their children, the, the baby boomers, right? So I did this whole routine based on um, Depends and Ass Wipes. <laughs> no. So we get there and I was the first comic up and I, which is never a good place to be. You don't wanna be the first comic unless you have a whole lot of energy and that's not necessarily me. But uh-huh. I looked out and it was this, it, there were no millennials in this audience. It was all oh, no. the greatest generation and their <laughs> children, the baby boomers. Yeah. And oh, I no. kind of, and so I had maybe eight 
stand-ups under my belt at that time. So I didn't know how to, you know, switch. It's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go through my library right. <laughs> of, of previous um, comedy bits and, and do that one instead. But I've been practicing for a week. So I was, this is all I had. And uh, so I, I went into it and I immediately looked like a deer in the headlights and I stopped. <laughs> oh, but I thought, no. you know what? Okay. I'm just going to do it. And I plowed through and, you know, there was like, there, there was a, a couple of 13 year olds in the audience, but they were there with their Mima and their people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why is this lady I, making fun of our grandparents? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, and so I just kept going and, you know, some, some people, they, they stormed out, you know, they were like, oh, yeah. but they didn't really storm out because they were like on walkers. So they, you know, they were mad. You could tell. You could they tell. Were mad. So um, that know. was, that was where I, I didn't know my audience and that was kind of a bad, but I then went on the next time I did an, a stand up playing on that whole back in my home, my, you know, where I felt safe at comedy <laughs> zone uh, talking about, some volunteer work I had done at an assisted living facility. <laughs> and now there's this whole subculture of the long-term assisted living facility dweller. And, you know, so that I, I learned from that. No, I didn't, I didn't. Cause I still don't know what I would do if I came across an audience that's like, I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna plow through. I'm just gonna do it, so. <laughs> just walk off stage. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All my jokes are directed uh, yeah. at you guys. So, so I'll save I'm, it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I made some reference to um, the baby boomers, and someone, like, in the back of the room went, Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. You're going to, yeah. You're going to hate just, this. You know, buy a beer now because yeah. you're going to be. You're going to be really upset with me. So, like, turn your hearing aids down. Could <laughs> <laughs> have requested oh, that. Yeah. And everyone would have done it. And, and then I would have been funny because I'm very animated. So, they would have just looked at my antics. <laughs> You're like, oh, she's, she's really funny. going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is yeah. So, funny. so, so, that's, so what, you know, that was your worst one. <laughs> That was my worst one, yeah. But uh -huh. then, uh, I, again, the you know the feedback that you get from other comics is probably the the best thing that any any comic coming into it can can learn from. Because no matter how young you are, so the comics in uh, Greenville right now, there's a gal named Jazz Gill. There's Brandon Rainwater. There's um, Jarrell and there's Jamal, big boy Cater. I can't remember exactly, but they're all in their early 30s, maybe 30. Uh -huh. And I'm learning from them. Right. Yeah. I'm, you know, so I'm I'm just kind of watching them and asking them questions and they're telling me what I need to do. And that's it's that's it's fun nice, to watch. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. To learn from them. Yeah. Right. And they're encouraging me, which right. is fun. Yeah. 
you know, I feel like one of the cool kids, you know, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like, look at this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. You know, they're, they're, they're embracing me and they're asking me to sit at the table with them at lunch. So, right. um, Yeah. (laughs) You've made it. (laughs) That's how you know. (laughs) So how did your family think? Like when you first started doing comedy, what did they kind of think of? Um, my husband was out of the country. He travels a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, from that, you know, the, the first comedy, the first stand-up that I did, I, he was in, in Belgium. And I came home and I said, I killed. And, you know, so that was like at 11 o'clock here. So that would have been seven o'clock there. And, and, you know, he woke up an hour later and he said, of course you did. Of course she did. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And um, my sister, who still is in Austin, Texas, um, was my my best supporter about all of this. I I had one of my friends, of course, recorded it for me, and she played it to all of her friends, and they were like, "Oh, wow, your sister is so funny. This is, you know, <laughs> yeah, this is great." So, so subsequently, since then, you know, with the the, the 20 or so, my husband has come with me to a couple of the, um, uh, the standups and he's been very supportive. He's been the, the brunt of some jokes, not bad though, because I love my husband. I'm not, I'm not that kind of person who talks about bad about her husband or anything, but, uh, so he, more or less, he's been the brunt of the jokes from other comics. So <laughs> he's been, he's been very, very good very cool about all of that but um the the family has been very supportive my husband my husband has given me ideas for jokes my son who's 24 has given me ideas for jokes he doesn't oh, know yeah. that he's given me idea ideas <laughs> for jokes but i've used yes yeah some of the things that he has said yeah yeah so um th- the support has been there and that's you know that's the, you got to think that's half half of it three quarters of it because what if your your family didn't support you right and they're like oh are you going to the comedy club again you know I have to get up in the morning yeah yeah so that it's I love that it is yeah it's been good good. it's been good so I want to hear a little bit more about like because I've never what you said earlier how it was something that was helping you like almost you know as much as it's helping anyone else but like get you out of that darker spot in your life because you touch on that more because that's I hadn't ever thought about like how I'm gonna do a comedy show to like you know help myself feel some more joy but you know I I you know def- I'm sure that helps a lot of people but I'd like to hear more about that well almost all of the comics I have spoken to have said stand-up is cheaper than therapy yeah <laughs> And I, I was, I can agree with that a hundred percent. So um, this, with everything that was going on in 2018, and you're going to find that, I mean, you're going to, you're, you're just going to see this as who are we interviewing? Who are we talking to? This woman is crazy. <laughs> and I, I would have a bad day because again, there were things that were out of my control that were happening to other people broken bones, illnesses, things. And, but there was, you, as, as a family member, you still have to deal with it. 
and right. you, you have to you have to fix it and so my therapy was getting on my John Deere riding lawnmower and mowing my yard because that is uh, immediate gratification <laughs> in your control in yard do you, do you mow your yard? Because I mean, if it's kind of a kind of a skew and it's growing up and you mow it and it's like, oh my gosh, that's so pretty. Yeah, so, I mean, that, we don't currently have a yard because we're renting, but I did mow the lawn growing up. And we, yeah, I had a driving lawnmower and I just, it felt good to just be like, ah, I did that. <laughs> you understand, you understand. Or if yes. you vacuum uh, a certain part of your carpet that's already pretty clean and then you and you know it just it's this immediate gratification yes. <laughs> from all of that and so I, I just got on that mower and I and again you're gonna think this woman's crazy but I was mowing and it was a very dark time and I saw a toad <laughs> and I said hey toad there's some tomatoes around the corner there. They're covered in aphids. I think it'd be a win-win situation if you went over there and got those aphids. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, the toad is saying, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm gonna go do that, thanks. <laughs> and so <laughs> the toad hops off. And then I'm mowing and there's this flower, this zinnia that has grown volunteer and it's orange. That was my cat, sorry, don't worry about that, yeah. <laughs> And this, this zinnia that's growing volunteer. And, and I, as I'm mowing, I said, hey, thank you, orange zinnia. You're my favorite color. And the zinnia is blowing in the wind saying, yeah, it's okay. We're, we're cool, cool with that. <laughs> so it's, this is what was going through my brain at the time, trying to find the good and the happiness and the beauty and every, anything that I was doing so that um, it, it kind of put a, um, it, it, there was a great equalizer to the, the bad that was happening to, you, you have a toad that's going and eating your aphids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be good, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was that, it was tapping into that. Right getting away from the dark and trying to see, first of all, finding what made me happy, which was a John Deere riding <laughs> lawnmower. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything else that, because I was getting, I remember getting on that mower and just being like, oh, oh, what the, you know, oh, things are happening and oh, and it was like. Oh. You can do this. <laughs> you just, you know, you got to stop. You're killing yourself. You're killing yourself. And you got to find you got to find something else in this. So it, it was it was a step by step. So the finding something funny, reading some and journaling. Journaling it was probably the best thing that that I did because it, again I'm repeating myself. I was able to read back on it and go, you know what? That would be kind of funny. Right. That would that'd be kind of a funny stand up, maybe. Yeah. Because I considered it when, it's, um, when I was in my 20s and I wasn't funny, but I'm reading it now. And, and then the whole thing with the finding the, the fortune cookie, that, that, was, that just seemed to, to push me into, okay, start working on it. 
-hmm. And that was a six month process. And I did have friends who encouraged me. um, And they said, yeah, yeah, we think you could do it. And they also listened to what I had written down, you know, what I had thought would be a good, my good first stand up and they, and they gave me feedback on it. And so just went from there. Yeah. No, that's always good. That's what I do. Like check, I'm like, mom, will you read this to make sure? (laughs) Is this actually funny? (laughs) Yes. I mean, so Jerry Seinfeld has written a book called, Is This Anything? Uh And that he said that, that he would, they would all sit around and, and they would, they would ask each other, is this anything? Is this funny? So being Uh around other comics and you'd be surprised that other comics would support you. Now there are certain areas where they are cutthroat, Uh uh, areas of the country. uh, And I would say Austin, Texas was one of those cutthroat (laughs) areas, but it it would, it would just, it just depends. And you can kind of get a feel for it. Are you interested in it, Kayla? Are you interested in? Oh, no, I just, just like with anything else, if I have to write something or but it's better. Yeah. It's good to get feedback from someone you trust to be like, yeah, is this getting across what I think it's getting across? Yeah. Yeah. But what are you writing? I'm interviewing you now. What are you writing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like if I have to write a talk or a speech or something is usually when I have to write something or yeah, like a letter. Or... Yeah. For school, if I have to write a paper or something, I usually give it to either Ethan mm-hmm. or my mom. I'm like, double check this (laughs) and they give you do they give you um truthful feedback yeah they're both really honest ethan's more ethan's nicer about it (laughs) nicer than your mother what (laughs) my mom is brutally honest (laughs) which is a good thing it's a good thing (laughs) i cannot i would suspect it would be the other (laughs) I would suspect it would be the other way around that, but Ethan would go, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Or maybe, maybe Ethan would be more brutally honest and your mother would be, you know, you're the cutest thing I've ever seen. Whatever you do is just. (laughs) Well, and I think, I think the dynamic is going to shift a little bit now that she's not living at home. And so, you know, like when you're, when you're living with your mom or dad, like it's, you know, you kind of, the parent has to parent and, you know, be that brutally honest. But now with, she's not home anymore. And so, you know, when we do come over, I'm sure it's, there's just like, yeah, that's great. Like you just she wants be happy. me to come back. Yeah. So she's like, be happy, be supportive. <laughs> yes. That could happen. <laughs> well, oh. our son is 24. And so he was gone. Right. Uh-huh. And then the pandemic, he, he had to move back because he was completing his he's completing college and he just got his degree yay oh yay you know in december the the degree came in the mail the other day Uh, so there there was a different dynamic absolutely uh because i had been used to empty nest syndrome and then he came back and not only did he come back but he came back as an adult and you kind of have to look at him from a different perspective. So um, 
but he still everything he does is just beautiful (laughs) (laughs) he can do no wrong no wrong (laughs) he's so clever he's so funny he's so cute everything he does i love that i'm sure your mother feels the same way (laughs) oh i'm sure she does So we, I think we were kind of going a certain direction. So you're talking about like comedians helping each other, which, okay. So first question is like, why are some comedians cutthroat or like, what are, is like, you mentioned Austin. Is that because it's a more competitive like area for that kind of show? And so you don't, you know, you want to get on top because there's not a lot of spots or what? Yes. For that? Yes. There, when I was there in my twenties, uh, there was a, um, again, I mentioned Bill Hicks, there was a whole group of comics with, that came in with Bill Hicks and they were, uh, they were very good. And, um, but they were, again, it was this, this com- and it wasn't like I was in with the in crowd, but I knew enough to know, you don't want to get in that. Me, I don't yeah. want to get in that because it's just a little too competitive and there's a there's a caste system in Austin. And I will say in, um, so moving forward in May, I did um, uh, something at Comedy uh, Zone in, in Greenville. And there were two guys there from, that were traveling that, that just, and are you familiar with this where there's some guys that are somewhat famous and they go from small club to small club to small club just trying new material and there Mm -hmm. were two guys that were there that particular night and I could tell that they were a cut above from the rest of us and uh but they they stayed and I went over and I talked to them and I said you know what are you guys doing and they said well we were from Chicago but we're going to you know different clubs and we're trying different material so that whenever we come back to Chicago we know what works and what doesn't and this one one of the comics there said Chicago is cutthroat um, they, there's a lot of backstabbing and we you, you can't get a true feedback from anybody because they they don't want to be honest with you whereas in, in a small venue like Greenville you're going to get an honest opinion because what <laughs> I saw the curtain, like the blinds going up and down. <laughs> uh, I like it, that character. But it's like they don't want you to succeed to the point that you surpass them because it's a limited. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have to go to a smaller, to a, a series. What they told me is you go to a series of smaller venues to, to, to get an honest feedback for your material. I like that. That's said that it's kind of cutthroat though, like that. Not everyone's just like, oh, they kind of have to travel, but at least there's places to go that they will help you. <laughs> yeah, I know, really. Uh, and again, I, I'm very, I probably have less than 20 stand ups under my belt. And it's all been in Greenville, South Carolina, but it's been such a positive feedback from everybody there that it's, how would I, why would I not want to go right. forward with this? Right. And they're, they're doing open mics in Greenville now at oh, Comedy they? Zone. They're not, yeah, they're not doing it 
on Zoom. And but I'm not. I don't want. I'm. I don't want to. You know, until I get that vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> And I, gosh, don't want to risk it. If I a, little, just, a little older, you'd be in the like three. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. Let me think. Seven years older. Yeah, I'd be. I'd be right there. Yeah, right there. <laughs> well, so close. So close. Yeah, so oh, far away. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things too. Is when they were talking originally about all the people who are susceptible to the the virus. We were like, wait a minute. I think they're talking about us. What? <laughs> what? That's us? No, no, surely not. No, yeah. We're not. <laughs> you know, as we were hiking us. and zip lining, we we're like, no, they're not talking about us. <laughs> Look how hip we are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what advice would you have for anyone starting in stand-up? Make sure your uh, bit is funny. Get feedback. Uh -huh. um, and I say that because there was the, at Comedy Zone, there was a young man from Clemson University and he brought probably about 15 of his friends and um, he went up and did his stand-up and nobody laughed, oh, not no. even his friends. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and it's, um, and so my advice would be, make sure that your stuff is funny. Well, he was, first of all, he's making jokes about kids with cancer. Oh. oh. Okay, don't, that's my advice, don't. <laughs> nobody laughs at that, nobody. No. But, so that, it would be, make sure that you, your your stuff is funny get feedback from from friends honest friends right. and um but at the same time would say do it just do it because if any if i can do it anybody can yeah you know but then i i, I say that but then again you know what have i got to lose <laughs> yeah. well and you got a fortune cookie 25 years ago telling you to do that. <laughs> so yeah. that's hard to compete with no but I like that like making sure it's funny because that kind of goes back to the brutally honest discussion where it's like I'll sometimes tell a joke in my family and they'll laugh and I'll be like that was objectively not funny like I know that wasn't funny and but like they still laugh just because like we're family and I'm sure that, you know that kid with his friends is kind of the same way where it's like they'll joke about it and so then you think it's funny but yeah it's a good I mean that's probably good advice for us too to like yeah because we think everything we think we have the funniest stuff and then some I people listen hilarious. yeah some people listen you're like you well like I said my, my husband travels a lot so I have to talk to myself a lot right. and man I am funny gosh I make myself laugh all the time but mm -hmm. I'm hearing you say you you say jokes and your family laughs that doesn't mean it's not funny maybe it's only funny to us is a better way to put that well then your family is an outstanding family because <laughs> I, that that's just how you know a family of prima donnas used to center stage and willing to fight for it you know that's to me that's yeah <laughs> that's totally worth it and if you have to bring your family in to the comedy clubs to to laugh at you <laughs> the more the better but um, I, I would have to say that if 
if you're getting laughs, <laughs> I would I would go with that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, are we talking about brothers and sisters or mothers and fathers? Mostly brothers and sisters, but I mean. Oh, there's so much competition between siblings. They wouldn't laugh if it wasn't funny. Well, see, but that's, and then going, I, I think part of it is that I'm removed. I moved out. And then also I'm like, we're, we're not like super spread out, but we are like my youngest sister is six. six and yeah. so we're oh. kind of. We're kind of spread out. So yeah, I have an easy audience. Like I got you. Okay. They're not competing for like, you know, I mean, like when I was home, yeah, I'd be like, hey, I gotta be the best so I can get the best bedroom. But now it's like, no, he's gone. Like the the tension is the sibling tension is removed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, okay. I got you. I got you. Because I only I I had one sister. It was just the two of us. And uh I, I felt like she wouldn't laugh unless it was incredibly funny. You know, she would be like, she'd be trying not to laugh. And I was like, okay, you're right. It's funny. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You got me. Damn it. I hate it that you're funny. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So you see where I'm coming from? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Lane, it has been such a privilege to have you. Um, Do you have like a YouTube or somewhere we can tell people to go find some more of your content well it's yeah I mean there's a picture of me (laughs) and and it's in comedy zone and it's Lane Wilson YouTube uh and it's amazing how many Lane Wilsons there are in the world I thought it was just like maybe a handful you know but there's there's some kid named Lane Wilson who wrestles (laughs) (laughs) That's not you. No. That's not what we're looking for. <laughs> no, no, that's not me. That's not me. Yeah. No, because first of all, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's pretty good. Yeah. But it's a picture of me and I got a microphone and it's Lane Wilson and it's on YouTube. And um okay. and there's awesome. some funny videos that I did. Um we went to we were in I was in London and I did some funny videos and during the so it's not just stand up. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just kind of some some funny silly videos. But again, Lane Wilson YouTube. There's a picture of me, kind of like this, maybe with a microphone. So, uh-huh. and Comedy we'll, Zone is behind me. So, and in our show notes, we'll we'll put the link so people can find that real quick. Yeah. So you know the the bit that I sent to you. Mm-hmm. If you go on there, it'll have the Lane Wilson channel that you're looking oh, for. So, perfect. Yeah, okay. So, we'll make sure people see that. Wow. Wasn't that a great podcast? Yeah, she was so great. I know. We loved talking with her. So, we don't have to facts check this one, but you can follow her, like she said, on YouTube at Lane Wilson, and it's the girl, not the wrestler, in case any of you guys were confused, and yeah, that's it for this week. Have a good week, and see you on the flippity flip. Flippity flip.